Podcasters Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. In my darkness, set me free. And I hear the Spirit calling me. Hello, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman of Westside Christian Fellowship. Because pastoring can be difficult, challenging, and exhausting, Pastors Unplugged is specifically designed to encourage those in pastoral ministry. I hope you enjoy this episode of Pastors Unplugged. Hello, welcome to this episode of Pastors Unplugged. We're touching on a very important topic. It's about speaking God's word faithfully. And we're definitely at a crossroads in our culture and in the church where lines of demarcation are being drawn uh, in the sand, if as it were dividing the churches that stand on God's word by those who don't. And the virus with COVID really brought out a lot of the differences, uh, the woke culture, uh, ungodly movements. There's so much out there. But I just want to start by reading a few verses that I think are important. Hebrews 4.12 talks about the word of God being living and active. Uh, the whole word of God, it, it separates, it discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, meaning you're, you're reproofing, you're correcting. Uh, it's, it's good for training, training a person in righteousness. Second Peter uh, chapter 1 talks about no prophecy of scripture comes from our own interpretation, but it's a coming from literally the heart and mouth of God, but man being used to transcribe the scripture, scriptures. And then First Peter 4 talks about you know, whoever speaks as one who speaks the oracles of God and speaking the truth of God's word. And there's there's so many, we could go down a pretty lengthy list. Um, but one that really, you know, stood out to me is actually not in the New Testament. And it deals with, well, it's not just one ber- verse, but many of the prophets were told uh, to speak God's word faithfully, to speak all of God's word, to tell people the truth. And one of the signs of a false prophet in the Old Testament, of course, in the New Testament, is that they would not speak God's word faithfully. They didn't really have a relationship with God or they were cowardly. Uh, they wanted to uh, please, please man and not God. And, and and there were some serious ramifications for that. Jeremiah 23 talks about false prophets who come and actually... The, the the scripture talks about they they are running like running to say what God said and God says I haven't sent these prophets uh, they they were excited to speak but I haven't spoken to them and he goes on to say that had I truly truly spoke to these prophets and had they truly delivered what I wanted to say they would have turned the nation back to me back to repentance and it goes on to say is not my word like a hammer like a fire that devours. And so we can see that really there's a couple things to this, speaking God's word faithfully. Well, first, what is God's word? It's not portions of scripture. It's not highlighting what we think is best. It's not cherry picking. It's not a buffet menu. It's all of God's word, the difficulties and the things that aren't difficult, the things that are hard to hear and the things that are easy to hear. It's it's all of God's word faithfully being ready in and out of season and speaking that word faithfully. Now, this really doesn't come naturally. It comes supernaturally. 
And it comes from the deep reservoirs of the heart as you're spending time with God in the prayer closet, putting God on the calendar, turning off things that are distracting you and saying, Lord, I want to hear from you. That's a cry. That's a prayer that he will not turn away. When you say, Lord, I want to hear from you. I want to hear all that you have to say to me. I want to speak to people profoundly and truthfully. I want to be filled with grace and love and mercy. But Lord, what is all of your counsel? Now, that word faithfully is interesting because... You can know God's word, but really not want to speak it faithfully. You're like, ah, I know, I know what it says, but I don't, I don't want to tell people the truth. And so you know God's word, but you're not speaking it faithfully. And that also doesn't mean being mean-spirited and being divisive. And it's, it's kind of where that term Bible thumping, pound, uh, pulpit pounding, hell, fire, and brimstone comes from. That, that term is, is from that kind of that arrogant approach. However, there's nothing wrong with Bible thumping if you mean the, the inerrancy of Scripture and Bible is, the Bible is important. There's nothing wrong with hell, fire, and brimstone if that's what you need to preach from time to time. So, you know, these the terminologies have, have changed over the years. And, but our added, I've always said this, and you're going to hear this more often than not probably when I talk about these issues, but the truth will always offend people. There's nothing we can do about it, but our attitude should not offend. So let that sink in for a minute. The truth will offend people. There's no way around it, but our attitude should not offend others. And that's really the key. That's what tilts the scale in the right direction or in the wrong direction. And so on this topic, you can hit a lot of other uh, topics as well. And I'll just, I'll just cover a few right here. Uh, about the the woke culture that's coming into the church. And we might do a separate program on that, uh, you know, going woke, led by the world or by the word. And there's a lot of different meanings to that term woke. And, but but at, the, at, the, at the root of what's going on is a lot of pastors, a lot of churches, it's what does the world say? What does the world want? How can we um, reach those who are in the world, but without telling them the difficult things? It's, it's um, you know, and just getting behind all this activism that's not godly. It's not edifying. These are ungodly uh, organizations that they're endorsing, that they're supporting. And when you go woke, is where the term comes from, is, is you're really changing and you're relating to the culture. You're, you're actually becoming friends with the culture, friends with the world at the expense of telling someone what God's word says. And that's really why they're not speaking the word of God faithfully, why they are leading people astray. The sad thing is many people need to hear about repentance. They need to hear about turning from their sin, turning back to God. So the very thing we need is the very thing that we are, um, the very thing we need is the very thing we are avoiding, repentance and turning back to God. And it really boils down to being prepared. If they hate Jesus, the scripture talks about, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. And if they hate Jesus, they're going to hate you. Now, they shouldn't, uh, that shouldn't be a goal of yours. Again, the truth will offend, our attitude shouldn't. But just telling people, hey, you know, that lifestyle is not right. I can't endorse it. I can't get behind it. I can't support it. And then from the pulpit, you, you talk about what God's word says about these controversial issues and, and challenging the world's mindset and what they listen to, what they watch, all these different things. That prophetic voice is not going to be liked. 
Uh, that's why they didn't like Jesus. Many of the, of course, the, the religious leaders didn't like Jesus. Uh, many of the, the people didn't like Jesus. A lot of people did, of course, but a lot of people didn't. Cities, uh, it, it talks about Bethesda, Chorazin, and Chorazin and different cities that rejected him and Tyre, Sidon, he ties into one of his sermons that, that they, they were not willing to listen to him. And the reason is the darkness hates the light. So when you shine the light, you're going to be called names. And that's where the big name at right now is racist. You are a racist. And it's it's so ridiculous. You don't agree with me. You want to close the border or you don't agree with this movement. You're a racist. It's just silly. That's that They can't defeat you with the truth. They can't have an intelligent, intelligent uh, debate with you or a discussion. So they have to throw all these terms, hate monger uh, and um, homophobe or racist and it just goes back to, again, are we speaking God's word faithfully? What does that look like? It means to be true to all of scripture. What does God's word say about creation, redemption, the fall, uh, marriage, family, government, obedience, so many different issues that you can cover a lot of what they call political hot buttons that they want the church to stay out of. And the reason they want the church to stay out of it is because they shine the light into the darkness. They shine the the truth into the air of the the air of of many ways that are out there people going a certain wrong direction and that the truth uh, brings these things to light and so that's why you'll see a lot of these uh, churches that you know we don't want to get political uh, that just really means often they don't want to talk about the difficult things and it's ironic the churches often that say i don't want to get political are actually very political on issues that are not biblical and it, it can get really confusing so um the one of the things you'll probably be seeing as the years go on or months go on is trying to silence the church. And that's why you've seen things in the past uh, come out, hate speech legislation, uh, getting rid of Romans 1, getting rid of anything that that uh, contradicts the this a sinful lifestyle. Sinful lifestyles are being promoted. They're being pushed. They're being um, they're actually being elevated. They're being glorified. Uh, and when the word of God contradicts that, then they, now they want to move God's word. So in a nutshell, speaking God's word faithfully has to come from a heart that surrendered to him, a person who is on fire for God, spending time in prayer and in worship and, and contending, uh, for truth in this postmodern culture. And they say, guys, I love you. I love you enough to tell you the truth. And so it also starts though with the inerrancy of scripture. I've heard many liberal woke pastors say, you know, Paul, a lot of Paul's writings aren't really for us today. Um, you know, we can't really um, believe that and we, we shouldn't practice that anymore. And and then where, where do you draw the line? Then you get into New Testament and you start to say, well, Jesus really didn't say anything about this sin. And, you know, I, I'm not sure he meant it this way. And I don't think we need to be preaching anymore. We need to be having a conversation and they just try to dumb down everything. And it can be, it's very alarming actually. So, but what is happening um, with a lot of the, the churches, going back to what I said earlier, is that they are drifting away from God's word and they don't want to um, talk about God's word because with authority, I should say, because they don't believe in the inerrancy of scripture. That What we mean by inerrancy is it is infallible. It is the truth. Now there's different manuscripts, discrepancies and things like that that don't have anything to do with the essentials of salvation or the truth. But 
the, the, the word of God, the truth of God's word is inerrant. It's inspired. God inspired it. And then once we embrace that and we understand that these are, this is the word of God, you're going to change, uh, or maybe not change, but you'll be strengthened in your faith. You'll say, Hey, this is what it says. And I've got to live by this. I might have to die by this. And so to speak God's word faithfully, not only do you need to spend a lot of time in God's word, in prayer and fasting and seeking him, asking to be filled by the spirit, asking to be guided, being directed by the spirit, but you also have to embrace God's word as inerrant, as authoritative. It sets, it is the foundation of all sound doctrine and learning and living. It's, it's our gauge. It's our guide. And so that, that's why a lot of people aren't speaking his word faithfully because they're really not sure that it's God's word. And I remember this happened uh, reading Billy Graham's uh, biography many, many years ago. A man named Chuck Templeton was far more gifted, they say, than Billy Graham, better preacher than Billy Graham. But he started to question uh, the Bible. And he went to a, a, a university that also questioned the Bible. That's not good. And he was actually departed from the faith, whether he was a believer or not. You know, to begin with, you know, that's up to, I'll let the Calvinists debate that. But um, he walked away from the faith and Lee Strobel uh, email, uh, emailed him, interviewed him, maybe he did email him initially, uh, interviewed him decades later and he really missed that relationship with Jesus. My point was he started to question, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm not sure about this. And and when, whenever you do that, you just drift. And that's what I think happens to a lot of these Christian worship leaders or Christian leaders that you see in the news the last couple of years uh, or I mean, it's always happened, but they, they just walk, how could they just walk away from the faith? Well, number one, did they really have a relationship with Christ? You know, that, that, that's definitely a good question to ask, but also they question the inerrancy of scripture, the validity of scripture. And if you don't have that, you have nothing to go by. You have nothing to live off of. Who's to say your thoughts are right and my thoughts are wrong. Who's to say what's right for you isn't right for me. We have no authoritative, um, uh, what I would call a foundation on which to build everything. We have no foundation. We have no in construction. We called it a plumb line. You'd use a very straight line to gauge the 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 level of something or the 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 straightness. I don't know if straightness is a word, but if something is straight, it's level. It's on target. It fits the plumb line. You you have to have something. This is our gauge for truth on which everything else is filtered. So if you don't have that devotional time, you're going to drift away. If you're questioning the inerrancy of scripture, you're going to drift away. Do some studying on it. Study the archaeological uh, proof, the scientific proof of the Bible, the historic proof of the Bible, the prophetic proof of the Bible. And it's just absolutely an amazing book. So once you get your heart anchored in the truth of God's word, number one, and then of course, number two, you get that relationship going on fire for God and you get filled with the spirit of God. And then that, that boldness, speaking the word of God faithfully, to be honest with you, comes from boldness. Without that, we will not speak God's word faithfully. The prophets of the Old Testament were filled with God's spirit and they spoke faithfully. Peter, the New Testament says, and Peter being filled with the spirit and Paul being filled with the spirit and the disciples when they were filled with the spirit, this boldness to speak the word faithfully. And that's even one confusing thing. Maybe we'll talk about with the Holy Spirit here in the near future. Uh, go ahead and subscribe and make sure to follow this because I'm going to be releasing hopefully a lot of podcasts on many different topics. But this whole point with the Holy Spirit, you know, well, that that person's acting weird or that preacher preaches really loud and he prays really loud and look at them, you know, 
acting up at the church service and they're running up and down the aisles and I'm just filled with the spirit and they're, you know, you just, you see actions, you see weirdness sometimes and you're really, what's going on? Now, granted, the Holy Spirit, you get excited. You get excited about God. You get excited about worship. God's working in your heart. But the main number one indicator of the Holy Spirit working in your life is not gifts of the Holy Spirit, although for sure those should be sought. It is evidence of boldness and you'll be filled with power. Power to what? Speak God's word faithfully and boldly. It comes from the indwelling power and presence of the Holy Spirit. So to sum it up, what is God's speaking God's word faithfully? Uh, number one, it's all of God's word. It's not smorgasbord. And uh, so many pastors just read you know, daily devotionals and don't open up the word and read it in its entirety. And so they're not preaching his word faithfully. It's always about motivation, always about encouragement, seven steps to financial success, eight steps to your breakthrough, five steps to um, overcoming, um, I don't know, critical spirit, whatever it is. And those are all good things sometimes. We need them. But that you also have to balance it with the difficult things. So that's what speaking God's word faithfully means. It means, number one, all of God's word, not just portions. It means what God has put on your heart, the hard things to say, because you've been spending time with him, time in his word, and um, and you're not going to coward away and worry about the opinions of people. Uh, now, granted, we, we want to make sure we're reaching our audience. We don't want to step on toes unnecessarily. We don't want to offend for the sake of offending, but the truth will offend. So to me, it, it really means, if I could sum it up, it means to speak what God's word says consistently and faithfully and remaining steadfast and um, holding on to it until the day I die. It's, it's that the, the inerrancy of scripture and the power of scripture to radically change a life. So again, subscribe. I hope to, to hear from some of you. You can email us. Let us know your topics that you'd like to have discussed on the program. And we're trying to just use this platform to encourage those in pastoral leadership, but also those in leadership altogether. And even a lot of the principles apply to uh, anyone from parents to those leading businesses, you know, because God's word, his principles are timeless. Times change, but truth does not. So I'll talk to you next time. Thank you. additional support, you can visit my website, shaneidleman.com, where I will also write about many of the topics that we will be discussing. Sermons and free downloads of my books are also available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as 
answers for a confused church and desperate for more of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these e-books are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.